2: To the paddle and Fin podcast i'm brian and this is Ricketts. tonight you guys we're bringing you another epic guest that's right another epic guest we got cody jennings from jig masters on the horn with us tonight we're going to be talking jigs how he got into fishing and how uh, his little company got off the ground and what his plans for the future and whatnot are so cody welcome to the show
3: yep thanks for having
2: me guys absolutely man um so like all our guests uh we always start out on uh, how you got into fishing and uh and then we can kind of take it from there man so uh why don't you give us that
3: Um yeah I didn't I uh, didn't really have an option honestly my dad was a huge tournament angler on Lake Erie oh, cool. um used to be a, yeah used to be uh um, very competitive and uh, was a big big member of the Salmoids tournament cir- circuit when they had it Okay um, you had a lot of big guns on there, you know, Benchen Hayward, Steve Clapper, everybody's heard of him. Um, so pretty much when I grew up, you know, it was pretty much forced upon me about, uh, you know, I was about four, I think, was when I first started. Nice. Uh, you know, I was able to actually kind of fish by on my own um, or as far as, you know, not having him watch me 24-7 on the back of the boat. Um, so pretty much the passion just grew from there, you know, I was just constantly around it. And, uh, it's one of the few things I think that I could do forever and not get burned out on. Nice. Very cool, man. So,
2: I mean, how did you, um, kind of get into the concept of starting to make your own baits, so to speak? I mean, when did, when did that all come up?
3: Yeah, it's, um, it's a funny story. So basically what really happened was. I was in full-time college, roughly twenty, 21 credit hours of uh, engineering classes, and at the same time during uh, I had an internship going on that I was cranking out 50 and 60 hours there. Okay. Um, so I basically kind of like kept busy, kept busy, kept busy, and I got so used to literally never having free time. Um, and then, when I took my first salary position, um, you know the place I was at uh, when I graduated college. At the time, we were struggling to get, like, 40 hours of work in. Um, I was helping launch a new plant, and the building wasn't in existence yet. Um, So we didn't really have anything to do for a little bit of time. So I literally went from being busy, like, 100 hours a week to all of a sudden struggling to be busy for 40. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so pretty much, um, you know, I knew I wanted to do something in fishing long-term anyways. So I first started, and I was going to do a YouTube channel and that's where the name like jig masters tv came from okay. uh, oh, nice. and that's you know so that's kind of where the name originated from and then um which kudos to all the the big youtubers out there it's way more complicated than everybody <laughs> thinks oh yeah um but anyways at the time i was using my favorite jig companies um you know jigs and stuff that's really a big staple of you know what i'm passionate about fishing with um, and I started having a lot of quality issues with them. Um, now I'm not going to name any company names. I'm not here to take food out of everybody's mouth or anything. Um, but I started having, you know, some quality issues. You know, the paint getting knocked off, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, skirts falling down, stuff like that. popping off. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you got it. so. So anyway, so I tried to, you know, nicely, and I, you know, I didn't ask for any free stuff or anything like that. I reached out to them um and instead of like just ghosting me right not even responding or saying oh hey thanks for the heads up they actually sent me kind of a nasty gram back saying mind your own business wow um and pretty much that day i was like you know what wow. i can do better <laughs> you know and um that's what really started it i'd never made a jig before you know really before starting the business huh. so yeah it's pretty much how it started and um, that's the idea idea came and then um you know i worked with one of my friends on uh coming up with a logo and stuff like that she's uh super talented and so while she was doing that it was uh, my turn to figure out how in the heck to make them you know nice. and
0: luckily
3: you know luckily with the engineering background and stuff like that like i i got really used to manufacturing and figuring out how to you know better processes you know increasing efficiency while still keeping quality and stuff and that's kind of where i'm at now
1: very cool. That's man. remarkable. I personally oh. own your jigs, and I think they're they're remarkable. Uh, the uh, the light wire hooks on there, my favorite. Now I actually want to, I want some swim bait hooks just like that. You know, uh, I think it, I think they're remarkable just the way your jigs are set up. And now I'm like, man, I want light wire swim bait hooks because it's just the the hookup ratio is out of this world. I have never lost a fish on your jig. It's never happened. Oh, yeah. Every every fish that I've hooked on your jigs, I've landed every single one of them you know and i in yesterday or was is it yesterday yeah yesterday i was on the river and i was using a big name swim bait hook and i know they're completely different but the the, the type of hook that you use is way better than this big name company and the big name company i lost an 18 inch small mouth and then my my debacle the the GoPro video i posted up on facebook and instagram of me Doing this number, trying to keep that fish on my yeah. boat. But that was the same swim bait hook that that popped off, too. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, man, I just, I could not get a hook set on that. But I'm like, if I had Cody's, the, the hook that Cody uses, you know, that Jigmaster uses, it would have never been an issue. That fish never would have come off. I mean, it's just, it is unreal how sharp those are. And you think a light wire or a thinner hook would bend out. Uh, you know, I'm hooked into an absolute slaunch. At Cowan Lake, I mean, I lost it because I, I broke off around a uh, um, lily pad, right. but it was it was it was there. It was hooked. If I had I had my fluorocarbon not broken off, I would have, you know, I would have landed that fish. But um, just it's, your your products are great. Just personal testimony, you know. in, in, in another personal testimony with them too. You're talking about a guy that sells a product. He uses his own damn jigs too, you know. And so I had just left a spot. Cody came behind me, took one of his flipping jigs, flipped it in there, pulled one out. I mean, I literally just left that spot. He's you know, he flips back in there, there there's the fish, pulls it right out of there. I look back, I'm like, man knows how to use his own product. You know? <laughs> so. well,
3: yeah, and, yeah, I view that a, a few a few different methods on you know why i why I really try to make sure that I'm using my product a lot um first and foremost you know i want all of the promotions or when i'm truly talking to people um, stuff like that i want it to come from an honest place right sure i can't like oh hey these jigs are great and then they come look at me fishing and i'm never using them yeah. so like oh well maybe they're not that good right right right, right, right. Uh, i'm not saying i won't use anything else but i try to spend a lot of time with my products because i know the more and more that i can test on them too and get feedback from others yeah Um, You know, the better chances I can make those few design tweaks or whether it's just, you know, just a couple things to add, just a little bit more quality to them. Um, You know, actually fight through the issues instead of just assuming, hey, what I designed in my head is going to work great for everybody. You know, it's really kind of putting your money where your mouth is.
1: Well, the cool thing is, is you put on a clinic with your own jigs. I mean, I was, I was right there. You know, I put you on the boat. I invited you out. Put you on the boat. Fish with you, and you, and you put on a clinic. I mean, you were like, "Hey, man, don't skip that jig." You're like, "Yeah, you can skip it, but you want this. You want this jig, and this is why it's got a certain angle on it. You know, and you're able to really skip that." You mentioned that skipping video I made where I was skipping a football head. He goes, "You should try this one. You know, the backside angle, and it's when it hits the water, it just it just goes across." I'm like, "Cool." And what did you do, man? You went. Pow, pow, pow threw it under that heavy cover and yanked that bass out i'm like son of a bitch he just gave me he just kept, put on a clinic right in front of me i'm like i mean, God, just fished that harder than heck and there it is so yeah uh, yeah and that's, it was that's, great. A,
3: that's a much better way to promote i think than um you know just trying to tell people it, Right, you know let, let them see it firsthand and um you know, as far as how I've come up with a lot of the designs and stuff like that, some being, you know, huge overhauls on a design and like something that's, you know, like flipping jigs are on the market, right? Sure. Um, yeah. But my flipping head is considerably different from anything else you'll find out there. Um, but there are some other lures too. There are a lot of like, oh, hey, these are real no brainer small tweaks that's going to really enhance the performance of the, this bait.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, you know, one of the big ones that would be an example of that is like my buzz bait. Um, there's a few things you get with it. A, I tune the blade to already have that squeaking slash squealing noise that everybody desires or all the buzzbait connoisseurs desire. Yeah. Um, you know, so an angler doesn't have to drive, you know, 60-mile-an-hour down the road hanging about the window. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but um, also I come out and, um, on the, you know, coming off the head there, I add some, you know, basically some wings with a little updraft angle. And that allows that bait to plane considerably faster, and you can fish it at slower speeds. Um, you know, so you don't have to just burn the buzz bait to keep it up at the surface. So,
2: very nice.
3: Yeah,
1: I haven't used your buzz baits, and I haven't used your swim jigs. I just use your football. I, I placed a huge order of your football jigs, and I actually got to place another order because I went night fishing in Rock Central and lost a launch. That was ridiculous. I'll never go night fishing again. But. <laughs> At least in that spot, <laughs> right. brand new. I, I was brand new, never been to the lake, and it was just like heavy riprap everywhere, man. And I was thrown in there, and you know, and it just it was snack central. I was I was getting irritated, but yeah, no, your your jigs work great, man. And I know I know specifically, I can go to one lake that's within the Cincinnati area, and I could just smash them with your jigs. I absolutely know if I go there and I use this certain color and this certain jig. It's, it's over Yep. It's, it's just over it's over your June I, I love your June bug color I think your June pug color is on point um, I have the watermelon I think it was watermelon and something else uh, I should have brought them up um, and then your natural call crawl and I got black and blue and yep. these are all football and then I have the um uh, what is the uh, I don't know the name of it but it's the free standing head football head so
3: oh the uh, the
1: uh, pivot heads Pivot heads, yeah, that's what you. Yep. So I got those too, and I really like those too. So,
3: yeah, oh, good
2: yeah.
1: deal. We got to get Brian some.
2: Yeah, I uh, so you know Ricketts when I was out in Ohio had showed me your jigs and the, you know what I and you already touched on it. Like your heads are definitely a lot different, or you know, slightly different from the the average head that you see on the market. And just just looking at them um you know it's you know when you're you're talking a football head you know usually you got that oval shaped head and you know i've seen some underwater videos where because that's so rounded um your jig Uh kind of falls over and it doesn't stand up whereas you got that kind of flat surface for it to stand directly up and i think that's huge i mean i fish a ton of jigs you know when we were at the Mm -hmm. cowan lake meetup i mean that's what all my fish came on and I'm a, I'm a huge jig fisherman and um it was interesting talking to talking to jason here about it and uh just just seeing the product and you know his testimony to it um and you know i think that's so huge for me being a jig fisherman for that jig to stand straight up like that i mean that is yeah. that is key you know if that thing's falling down now you're having a bass trying to suck that off the bottom instead oh, of being yeah. able to come down and grab it um yeah
3: I, go ahead yeah that, uh, that's a huge thing that uh uh maybe not like or a lot of people don't necessarily understand is anytime that jig falls over on its side you're asking for bad news bears i yeah. mean that's you're going to hang up, especially if you're around cover. Sure. Or even if maybe you are flipping it into you know some gaps and stuff and lily pads, stuff like that, um, if that thing turns to its side, you now have the full gap of the hook that has to avoid cover yeah. or it's going to snag. When it's standing straight up, then you only have the thickness of the hook, which is considerably less. Um, and that's a big reason I really like going with stand-up designs. Very cool. Yeah.
2: No, I dig it, man. So, you know, you touched on uh, paint chipping off. So are you doing something extra? Like,
3: does your paint eventually chip off? Is it, you know? Oh, uh, there, There's some things that you're not going to be able to get around, right? So if somebody launches a jig into a, a bridge. Sure. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Yeah. There's something that's a little tough, you know, a little tough to design around. But basically what I try to do, and I'm always still continuously trying to improve. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm not necessarily going to, you know, like, well, like a Lure Parts Online or a Jansat Craft to get powder paint. You know, that's where a lot of people are trying to do this go. And it's not that that stuff's bad, but there's also considerably, you know, better quality, more durable paints on, out there. Sure. Um, you just got to do your research more. Right, right. Uh, and that's pretty much where it is, you know. And then, um, you know, one of the big things, too, that especially with the paint that I will not do um, and still over, um, let's see, we're about over 12,000 jigs sold now. Wow. Um, there's been obviously all stuff like that, right? But as far as strictly jigs go, um, just over 12,000 jigs sold now. And I have never shipped a jig with paint in the line tie. Huh. Um, you know, it's one of the biggest things that's important to me, believe sure. it or not. Um, because especially when I, okay, so when I'm starting to use more and more durable paint, That means it's harder and harder and harder for the angler to ever have to try to get that paint out. Yeah,
1: that's such a pain in the butt. Yeah, real soft
3: paint, it's not that bad. I mean, you still don't love doing it, right? But it's not that bad. Um, When you do have a real hard and durable paint, it's extremely impossible. Like, you're going to have to get a drill out to get it. So I try to definitely definitely, uh, refuse to ship them that way.
2: Yeah, I mean I mean you know, I'm just basically talking as far as like just jigging through rocks and stuff because, you know, a lot of these bigger companies it's like you know, I've worked their jigs through the rocks and it's like ten casts. Your head yep. is now yep. showing lead instead yep. of black yep. or something like that. So that's kinda of what I was getting at, just because that's that's crucial to me, man. It's like jigging and rocks is my my thing that's my bread and butter nice. you know if the, if you got a rocky shoreline with a uh with uh, uh you know j- half ounce football jig in my hand usually black and blue you're in trouble yeah <laughs> just so. i like jigging
1: wood cover man i love yeah. wood cover oh yeah yeah you just because you know and I, it's almost like a game to me because i'll see something i'll see it, it maybe just a little bit of wood but i will try my damnness to take that jig and hit that wood and make that noise like yep. and then i just want it to fall i just i want it to, i don't want it to bounce i want it to hit and just fall down because no. you know the fish they hear that they hear that smack and they're all on alert and as soon as they hit the water like boom they're yeah. got it you know it's yeah. it's you know it, and i'm i'm oh it's thundering now i'm actually pretty new to jig fishing like i haven't before like a month and a half ago honestly honestly like i when i place your order i think I bought like 10 jigs off of you or maybe yeah. 12 or something something crazy like that so um before that i'd only started jig fishing maybe two weeks and jeff durbin my buddy jeff durbin got me into jig fishing and he's like hey man you got to try it he's catching a lot of fish and he's, he's teaching me how to do it and i'm like cool man so my number one place i go to whenever i want any kind of tackle and especially custom tackle because i don't really like buying some stuff at big box stores i know the jigs that we talked about I've had issues with the, the right. you know all kinds of issues. We we've already talked about them. But um so I got on Instagram and I found your page. I'm like, man, these look really cool. You know what I mean? And I scroll. I was like cool. I'll give them a shot. You know, bought 10 of them and I've been thrilled. Like I'm, I'm going to replace another order. Like they're they're phenomenal. I absolutely love them.
3: Yeah, no, so, I, I really appreciate that for sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: know, they're man. great, man. I'm a Jig Master fanboy.
3: <laughs> <Well, laughs> But yeah, yeah, um, one of the big things, too, with, um, you know, where you brought up, you know, hey, like a month and a half ago, I really hadn't even fished jigs. Um, and the reason jigs are, you know, really, you know, something I use all the time, and I think a lot of your your higher-level anglers are really, they they focus on, um, is when the Texas rig came out, pretty much jigs, like, went off the market. Now, obviously, they're still sold, stuff like that. But everybody and their brother went to Texas rigging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is still, I mean, it's still a good technique. Don't get me wrong, um, but as more and more and more people went to strictly throwing Texas rigs, that's when the jig bite starts getting better and better and better, right? They instead of seeing a hundred a day, now they might only see you know five or six, right? Um, and on a lot of these, you know, especially you know these central and southern Ohio lakes that are extremely pressured, um, you know, that's a, you know it's a it's a big thing. You know, and I'm a big believer that it's, that you can always catch fish on a jig. It's just finding the right jig. Um, that might be biased on me, right, since I sell, you know, but right. uh, but I am a big believer. And I think it's just a really good natural, you know, presentation. Um, but, I mean, in a similar effect too, right, is like the spinnerbait versus the chatterbait, right? For about five years, you could never even get touched on a spinnerbait then the chatterbait comes out and then look two three years down the road now that everybody's throwing chatterbaits hey you can catch a lot of fish on spinnerbaits again yeah you know? so it's one of those things a lot of these come in cycle but i think a lot of things that are there are staples um and i think jigs is a huge one that will never die
1: i i'm i don't have any luck with the chatterbait. bait i have i own several i've only caught one fish on them i just and i think maybe because but i can throw a spinner and I'll, I'll land fish on that right and maybe it's because of what you just said they're so used to seeing them but i also i like to throw throw this stuff in the river i'm a big river guy right and you know in the river they don't necessarily see them that much i just don't have a lot of luck with them i guess gotcha. spinner baits i i have a lot of luck with spinner baits and then buzz baits too yeah buzz baits work especially in a river black buzz bait in rivers is a game over which you know i might get with you on that make some, Make some special buzz baits
3: out yeah, of I know a guy makes them. So. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> so so you sold how many? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so you've sold how many again? To what you said, twelve thousand?
3: Uh, yeah. I just um actually it was three days ago. I eclipsed my twelve thousand jig sold.
1: And how long have you been selling them? Like how long so, have you
3: been on? yeah so the the shop itself now the whole jig masters concept kind of started a little bit before um as far but there's a lot of like logo work and stuff like that and you know doing all the you know the, the fun legal work and stuff like that um but the shop itself has been open um, almost exactly two years um now i was the year two um, has been considerably bigger than year one and in all honesty the last um, this is kind of a good segment into it right but the last 3 months um, the sales have went up considerably since you know i finally pulled the plug and said this is my only job now yeah so explain that what do you mean your only job now yeah so um basically when i first started this i was doing this um, you know basically on any hours i could find available um i was working at a full time as a full time engineer at you know a dana you know designing and you know helping manufacturing stuff axles <laughs> Um, and it was, a it was a struggle, you know, now I, I still think it was the right way to go about it necessarily for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I wanted one of my big things too, is to avoid if possible, Now I getting not all businesses allow you to do it, but you know, um, you know, try to avoid a big bank loan and, you know, all this crazy overhead They're like, Hey, I'm starting at ground zero. I'm actually starting, you know, hundred K in the hole. Oh, um, yeah. So I was basically using my engineering job to fund a lot of the startup cost for Jigmasters. Masters, um, and then what happened was, um, you know, pretty much all all this year up until um, I left in April, um, up until then I was having a, a lot of health issues and stuff, which I've battled off and on, you know, um, since I was a little kid, um, and it finally kind of got to the point where the you know doctors were bringing up a lot of. Scary information and stuff like that. I said, you know what? This is really what I want to do. Um, you know, if, if the doctors are right, stuff like that, you know, there's not really much point in, uh, you know, working for the quote unquote man, right? Um, you know, I really want to push this and just see what happens, you know? And as soon as I did that, um, a few things happened. A, I started being a much quote unquote calmer person um you know that uh, you know basically I have one desire and that's jig masters and kind of everything else you know uh you're able to brush off a lot easier mm-hmm. um and literally all my health concerns have uh, cleared up you Nice. Know?
1: okay you know, that's
3: which awesome. is, which is huge you know i've never i' what I tell people was like I've never felt this good since I was uh at least like eight years old you know wow. so yeah. which I just turned twenty six a couple of days ago now so Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Friday. It was uh, last Friday, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Friday and my birthday. Yeah, so, awesome. uh, so now I'm an old man, you know, 26 years old. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, since I was able to do that, you know, a lot of things have been going in a good direction for me. So.
1: That's great, man. That's great. That's, that's a tremendous success to work because not everybody just puts it out there like that. Especially when you're going from an engineering job and you're like, hey, I'm done and you go and you pump so uh, pumping pumping all your resources and energy in there and you said the last three months have picked up for you so is that how long you've been out of the engineering job doing this full-time
3: yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. Um, like okay. if you look at it, like sales trends stuff like that it's literally been a you know a pretty big climb continuous climb since that date um, a yeah. few that,
1: reasons uh, yeah i was okay. gonna ask you the reasons no go ahead that's perfect
3: yeah. so um, you know a few reasons um, a you know once I kind of finally got a lot of the outside stress on and now, you know, pretty much jig masters is my, you know, my only stress, uh-huh. um, you know, which if anybody says, Oh, it's a stress-free business. Well, that's laughable. You know, that's not true at all, but, yeah. um, it's a, it's a different kind of stress. You know, you, I can understand it, right. There's no, you know, chain of command where, Hey, 10 people made all these decisions, which somehow means I'm working 30 hours this weekend. You know, I get to kind of control, how much I put on myself, right? Right. Uh, but yeah, I think also, I mean, just with you know understanding the stress, being calmer, stuff like that, you make a lot of more sound, uh, better decisions. Yeah. You know, business decisions, um, whether that is looking into new products or how you're, you know, reaching out to people, um, you know, marketing strategies, um, all that stuff, or even just stuff in the, you know, actually in the shop, you know, as far as okay, well, how can I makes your is quali- maintained but doing this process and half the time or shaving off whatever time i can um you know so i think that's a big part of it um and then all kind of ties in again i mean it's also you know you're just actually able to focus on one thing right i'm a big person that thinks people have limited brain space you know and uh you know having two technical jobs between jig masters and then engineering uh you know it, it fills up pretty quick you know? uh, and, oh yeah so i think that's a big part of it too you know um and then just being healthier you know (laughs) like uh, like that's a big thing you know when you feel like crap you're probably not going to be the friendliest person you know when trying to talk to people and stuff like that you know so i think that's been a big help as well
1: absolutely brian what were, what were you gonna ask I, I cut you off earlier sorry buddy no
2: no no that's fine i'll segue back to that but so is it just strictly you making the jigs or do you have a couple guys that work for you or one guy
3: or um so as far as actually making all the jigs stuff like that that is just me Okay. um now i do have uh you know a close friend here and stuff like that he'll help me um, not necessarily make lures but he'll help me um uh you know whether it's you know coming up with a little bit new design for some of the fixturing or you know he me and him will walk through a lot of that hey if we change this layout in the shop a little bit you know will it help or hurt efficiency stuff like that but as far as actually making lures um and most of the engineering decisions that's that's on me gotcha gotcha nice.
2: yeah and then the, the other things i thought about was um so are you doing any tungsten type weight or is it all lead
3: okay so right now i am all lead. okay and um i'm still a little bit of ways away from tungsten okay um and here's the here's what most people don't know about tungsten some it's, do some don't right a lot of it's not 100 percent tungsten oh uh, that's a big part of it right yeah. you know yeah. like, well most of it i think they even now tell you it's like hey it's like 97 um even that's kind of aggressive right uh but Tungsten melts at, and don't call me. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm accurate here. Um, tungsten melts at like six thousand degrees That's Fahrenheit. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So you know the average Joe with a little you know lead production lead pot. Yeah. Um, not which sounds like oh, tungsten weights are you know oh they're so pricey I'm going to pour myself. Well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <man. laughs> you know, the oven you're going to have to buy for it is uh, you know quite expensive. Um, so that's why you don't see too many small businesses get into it. Um, it's normally people starting with a real big investment. And that's why there is the big price difference. Um, it's because, A, there's a limited amount of people that can make it. sure, um, But, B, it's the energy cost, right? It takes right. a lot more energy to heat 6,000 degrees than it does. You know, lead basically melts at, like, 525 or something like that. You know? So it's a pretty considerable difference.
2: Yeah, I had a, a an interesting conversation a couple weeks back with somebody, and they were talking. Uh, they're they're on a team or somehow associated with this company, and they're doing some stuff with tungsten weights. And um, I guess like a majority of that stuff is just pretty much imported from China, and then. You gotta know who you're getting it from because yeah. of like we were talking about. They say it's tungsten, but it's actually just um, it's got some tungsten mixed in with whatever they're mixing it with. with or and it, it was really goofy, and I didn't know the the whole feel behind it. Why you couldn't um, just you know melt it and pour it yourself? So I mean that makes sense. I thought it had something to do with the temperature. So no that's uh that's good info there i appreciate that that's kind of true of a lot of big companies right they get it from
1: china and remarket it for themselves repurpose sure. it
2: yeah so the next the other thing i had um i i was looking at all your jigs online are you going to do a finesse jig all uh, right
3: yeah so i am mean, if you want here we can kind of talk about um all the products that are in the they're running right now yeah let's do that yeah heck yeah yeah, yeah sure so Finesse jig, um that's a big one. Um I've had a lot of requests, and I know it's a you know it's pretty much a staple to have as a jig company. Sure. Um, you know, so that's definitely in the works. Um we got my first um soft plastic, oh, nice. um, which I'm pretty excited about. I was actually uh testing it out earlier today. Um and I think it's a winner, so I'm pretty excited about it. The first one's uh you know it's a four inch crawl. Um, but nice. the the actual claws themselves have a little bit different action than what's on the on the market. Okay. And and the body itself is um, how it's segmented. It, it's really able to help um, you know anglers dial in the the length of that jig. So if they're using it as a jig trailer, they don't want a four inch bait. They want to have a three and a half inch or a three right. and a quarter, whatever it is. Um, you know, they can really dial it, it in. Nice. And it nice. and it doesn't make the bait look funky or anything by any means. So uh, pretty excited about that. Um, other things that are, um, we're going to be getting into hair jigs. Oh, cool. Uh, yep, going to be doing that. Um, going to be working on a soft plastic swim bait, you know, kind of like similar to like the, the Kaitech kind of style.
2: Sure.
3: Uh, yep. You know, and the real goal is there is to get, you know, pretty similar action there, but to get a lot more durability out of the bait, right, yeah. that's the typically the big beef. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'll give it to them. They catch a lot of fish, you know. So,
2: yeah.
3: Um, and they're going to be getting into a, a lot of terminal tackle stuff as well. Very um, cool. Yep. And then um, one other thing, too, is uh, going to be doing my own spinner baits. Oh, sweet. Um, I've actually now not I wasn't necessarily pouring them, but I was. I've been doing my own spinner baits for an extremely long time. Um, that is one thing that like my dad has religiously made since, like, I don't know, as long as I can remember. Um, I don't even know if he's ever even purchased a in-store spinnerbait <laughs> since I've been born. Um, so that part kind of came by nature. And then the big benefit, uh, you know, what I'm going to be doing is, A, helping design a, you know, basically designing a head that will not roll over on you. Okay. Um, and getting the perfect balance in the wire form thickness to make sure that you still have durability, but it also allows to have enough enough thump Coming off the blades, you know, if you get a real, real beefy wire, okay, well, it's not the you're not going to get any actual pulse on the blades. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, but if you go too light, okay, you have an extreme amount of pulse and you know, and water being moved, but then as soon as a fish hit it, it gets mangled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so that's um you know, that's gonna be uh these are all products that I'm, I'm currently working on and hoping to get launched somewhere either before, um, right before Christmas will be at the launch date for a lot of these. Um and then about midway um, next year for very nice. Oh, very so
1: cool. me when we cut out, Brian and I were talking about what rods we like to use for jigs. What what rod do you prefer for your oh, jigs specifically?
3: Great. Um so I'll give the answer of what you should use and then what I use. (laughs) It's a little different. (laughs) Um, So I learned from a pretty early age that I don't necessarily love playing with fish. You know, I want to hook them and I want to get them back. Yep. Uh, So I'm kind of that weird guy you'll see even throwing, you know, uh, you know, medium sized crankbaits and stuff on a flipping stick. Uh, Sometimes it's just what I have with me. Right. But, um, but um, i'm typically going with a a seven three to seven six heavy action rod um if you're (laughs) if you're if you're skipping um i think it's important to have a fast tip um if you're not skipping and you're truly just you know flipping and pitching you know more target stuff versus trying to skip way up under it um i do like having just a moderate tip Okay. Um, Something that doesn't flex too much. I think you get a little bit more sensitivity out of it, and um, it's a little yeah. bit easier
1: to get. Uh, that's that's what he said. He likes a heavy action rod, fast tip, and I'm like, I, I like a more of like a medium heavy, and I like ultra sensitivity because when I throw it and I'm dragging it across rocks or long, or timber, I want to feel everything. And I just, and and for me to cast a heavy rod, it's like throwing a broomstick. I I don't even own a heavy no, rod. I hate I... heavy rods. My favorite yeah, that, rod is just a medium
3: you know so yeah, the, the the nickname of my uh, first flipping stick was broomstick and the next one was broomstick 2.0 so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty good yeah. it's like fishing with a full cue you know yeah but here's <laughs> the thing with your jigs though right
1: okay so a normal jig under nor- normal circumstances yeah okay heavy action rod fast tip broomstick you're throwing a broomstick but it's got a flimsy tip but your damn jigs man are so sharp and that light wire hook, you don't have to use a heavy action rod. You can use a medium yeah. heavy like I got with ultra sensitivity. You know, I posted on Instagram of that jig that, you know, you saw the video. I, I yeah. skipped it under that, that low yeah. hanging branch. And then you could see it, you know, you could see the tip as I was moving it. And then you could see the tick right, right. When that fish sucked it up, it was like, Dump! and then the hook set, you know, that was a medium heavy. You know fast action All and those those are the uh, toxic biohazard rods from american tackle that i use oh, yes, yes. um and they have soft tips you know but they have a good backbone so i was able to you know, i didn't lose that it didn't go anywhere and it's because the way that you engineered your jigs they work phenomenal you don't have to use broomsticks So
3: yeah no that's um, that's exactly right you know um, when you're going to want to, uh, when you truly want a heavy action rod is when you're going to be throwing something like, like my HD series, right? It's a big, look, yeah. b- I go all the way up to a six odd oh, big wow. flip, you know? So there you're going to extremely struggle with a medium and even some of the medium heavies out there. Um, not saying you're going to lose every fish, but you know, percentage is going to be low. Um, sure. but you know, to your point, when you go to the, you know, the light wire series, um you know you can honestly get away with a medium and you're not going to have any issues now i would still prefer to throw them on a medium heavy at minimum um, but once again that's me personally yeah. um, but now like when i'm fishing pivot heads and stuff like that that's something that i religiously will throw a, a medium heavy with a fast tip on um, because the whole time you're just feeling stuff you know it's, you're banging uh, in the stumps you know branches Um, you know, whatever's down there and it's tough to always tell, like, if you don't have a sensitive rod, what's the difference between banging into a rock and a fish hitting click. Um, so I always try to make sure to have a really sensitive, you know, rod for that.
1: Yeah. I'm also a guy when I fish, I don't really carry a lot of rods. Like if I turn it, if it's a big tournament, I'll carry seven and, and all seven have different stuff on them. And I only carry that amount of rods to keep me from changing bait so often. Right. But if it's like a local tournament, like the paddle and fin tournament we had at down yeah. Lake, it's only three rods. Yeah. I don't, you know, and and my go-to, my absolute favorite one hundred If you were to say, hey, you can only have one rod, it's gonna be a medium. It's gonna be a medium rod, fast action medium rod. That's just what I love. Gene Jensen, the Fluke Masters he said, if I can only have one rod, it would be a medium. There's a, you know, I just love them. But the um, medium heavy is medium heavy is my second. I don't own any heavy rods. I just I just don't fool with them. But I make it, you know. Maybe that's that's probably just a flaw in my angling mindset, you know. But uh,
3: well, it, it goes both ways, right? Yeah, I'm not a person on the front deck with a you know a spinning rod. You know, yeah. it's. I mean, and obviously there are definitely times that you can do a lot of damage with. I absolutely have spinning all the time, stuff, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, they they find their niche and then they double down on it, right? You know, yeah, so. Sure.
1: You should have seen Brian's shitting grin when you said a heavy action fast tip. You should have seen him over there uh,
0: smirking because he just, you know, he was talking about how
1: he went fishing this weekend was burning him up, you know. Yeah.
0: yeah, He's I putting mean, putting
1: on a clinic for Jay.
0: Yeah, well,
2: that, you know, I was throwing a half-ounce finesse jig earlier today, and I was throwing that on a medium-heavy. and uh, But typically – like, I'm a big fan of a half ounce or three quarter football jig, and usually that's on my seven foot heavy, so I can get a quick hook set and have that backbone. And, like Cody said, get them in the boat quick and get them in the boat quick, you know? Yeah. So. You're not I mean,
1: going to air and stagger your fish? <laughs>
2: yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, I like to get them in the boat and. Uh, measured up and then released as fast as i can and that way i can keep moving on to the next one if i gotta keep playing out of fish i mean that's less time i got my bait working in the water is the way i look at it so you know when it comes to tournament fishing so yeah and and even at cowan lake you know i was throwing a half ounce black blue uh, football jig Uh, and that heavy rod was the only thing in my hand all day long so man that's just me but everybody's different
3: yeah yeah like i said so. i mean everybody gets into their own stuff and you know some people they feel like oh i can only specifically th-, you know they'll watch a video or something like that sure. right and get, yep. you exactly. know just get you know oh hey that that guy makes a lot of money fishing i must do this yeah uh, that's not always the case right yeah. I mean, you, a lot yeah. of times yeah. that stuff's great you know it's not necessarily you know true like i said i i try to i want to if i can um avoid needing a net you know i want to be able to hoist a five pounder up in the air and catch them with my hands versus yeah. uh testing my net skills you know so
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i my, my the, the net i use I'm, i think i'm going to replace it because it's just it, it folds you know what i mean and sometimes yeah. if you grab it the wrong way and you're trying to deploy it it's hard to snap and it's hard to snap it in place and then i'm not too not too thrilled with it but uh yeah mean maybe i'll have to switch to heavy so i don't have to fold with the net you know and just hog them up like you guys do
3: yeah, well, you know, and to your point, you know, with the kayak stuff, you know, if I strictly, which I'm going to be be getting into more, you know, you know, the industry's growing and it's, you know, if I'm going to start making products, you know, geared more towards, you know, you know, kayak, the kayak industry, you know, a lot of the light wire stuff. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to make sure that I'm doing my due diligence on product testing. And I think it's important for me to, you know, get my fat butt into kayak as well. You know, and, um, you know, if I fished in a kayak, you know, 90% of the time, something like that, seven, six heavy probably wouldn't be my answer. You know, I would, maybe I still would use a heavy, but I'm going to probably dial it back down to seven foot or maybe even a tick less.
1: Um, Hey, speaking of rods, man, that's, that's just a touch point on here. Uh, I've, I've spoke to another buddy of mine and we, we had a conversation about rods today and the kayak anglers put kind of an unnatural bend on the rods due to seating position, that yeah. we're actually starting to snap them because I we're putting that. these bends in, in certain you know certain places that that rods really not used to bending. Like well, I, I broke two yet. in the last it's week. My buddy broke two.
3: What's that? You're bending it closer to the reel. At least that's how I see it in my head, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we've I've snapped two rods in a week. Uh, my other buddy just snapped actually two rods in uh, within a yeah. week period. And we're starting to, it's starting, you know, it, it, it's happening, you know, we're, we're thinking, okay, we're doing this, we're doing this. Okay. We get it. We get where the, the hook sets coming. It's a powerful hook set because you're sitting down you really got to wrench up on it. Right. And the bend's different. So yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with jigs, but you just, uh, when you said that, it kind of keyed in. So we definitely need to get you in a kayak though, man. That's good exercise for you too.
3: Oh yeah, for sure. No, I had a blast doing it. And I, and I think, um, you know, one of the things I even noticed down at Lake Cowan, right, is I think that I mean, long as you're, you know, watching yourself, you know, I think that you can get a lot closer yep. to a lot of that cover and actually still be able to, you know, have confidence catching. I mean it's not you're not making as much commotion as oh hey, there's this twenty twenty foot bright bass boat that's sitting above my head, right, I'm probably right. gonna hit. You know, I think you know, I think you can uh And it's just being from the this you know i was predominantly in the seated position obviously i know a lot of people stand up and stuff like that yeah Uh, but it kind of gives you some interesting angles that you don't always see standing up yeah Uh, or even being higher you know even if you're standing up in a kayak or standing up in a you know a bass boat or whatever you know the bass boat's sitting up higher then you still kind of see these different angles that you might not have noticed um so i put you in the
1: uh the jackson kayak mayfly and that was that's one of the most stable platforms on the on the market um that was a really good that's a really good kayak and i noticed one thing like i'm on the i'm on the blue sky sit up natural position like a natural seating position in an office chair or something when i fish out of a standard sit down kayak like cockpit style my casting is all off like going from the blue sky and going back into that traditional kayak I don't have the same angles that I'm used to throwing and pitching and flipping and doing all that stuff. It's all completely different. and So it's, you really, your fishing style really does get accustomed around what kayak that you use. And when you change that particular kayak, it throws you off and there is a little bit of an adjustment period. All right. Yeah, for sure. So for sure, man. So, um what did you think of the kayak i mean did you do you think that's something that you loved or did you think oh you know it's okay or what was your thoughts on that i was i never got a chance to ask you exactly yeah no
3: i had a i had a really good experience you know like i said you know i was able to you know catch a couple of fish and stuff while we we're there yeah. um you know like i said one of the biggest things i noticed was hey look i mean because i mean cowan i mean it seems that you know, it's a pretty popular place right yeah, um, And it was extremely hot that day, if I recall. It was like 90s oh, somewhere, yeah. you know. Um, you know, so, you know, super hot day, bluebirds, guys, you know, stuff like that. That's typically not everybody's, like, favorite time to fish. Right. Um, you know, I think being in a kayak, though, I think it really helped me still catch, you know, several that maybe I wouldn't have in a bass boat. Yeah. Um, you know, just coming in, if as long as you're, you know, basically drifting near the cover instead of, you know, paddling, making a bunch of commotion, I feel like you can just get a lot closer on those fish. Um, and, you know, I was shocked. You know, I thought I was like, yeah, there's probably a, a high chance I'm going to fall in. You, yeah. know, and, uh, I never, you know, so um, not that I have a huge amount of data to compare it to, but I, you know, I thought it was definitely a good kayak for sure.
1: Absolutely. They're, uh, they're, they're good platforms, you know, and, and you, one thing you you just said man you're able to kind of drift into position um you're so stealthy in a kayak right and even like i guess i'm uh, all right i guess I'll, I'll say it i don't have any problem with it when if i'm starting to move shallow i shut my fish finder, fish finder off. off electronics oh, yeah. are off yep, you know what i mean because they 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 can you can hear that pinging and i know they hear that too so i will get into position and if i know fish are there it, electronics are off I don't mess with any of that stuff. I don't even use my pedals. I will just kind of float in place, and then I'll grab my paddle and gently put it in the water and right. kind of guide myself, you know. So it's there's a lot of tips and tricks that you learn if you get into it and you progress. And you'll really learn how to consolidate your fishing gear, and you will really, really, really learn how to use what you have on your kayak and use it effectively and efficiently. Right, yeah. You know? I mean, you don't have unlimited storage, right? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Cool, man. I'm glad you had an interesting time. We, I know you and I paddled back through the, uh, uh, all through the uh, lily pads and stuff. I mean, just scenery-wise, this scenic aspect of that was fun. Right, right. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. And my heart got broke back there before you showed up. It got broke <laughs> that monster I lost. You know, a stupid move on me. I shouldn't. I should just reach down there and try to pop that lily pad free, but yeah it's, it was a learning mistake but oh, i yeah. caught one when it's you were funny. there and then you put on the clinic and then i didn't you know you were catching them all after that so Modest, minus minus the to... uh what was it the spinnerbait you threw in the treetops i think
3: <laughs> yeah yeah i did uh yeah i did heave one pretty good up there uh, yeah. what well, was that learning curve of being in a kayak versus yeah. on the front of a boat right <laughs> that's exactly right man. <laughs> that's funny that's funny
1: awesome man awesome brian i've been talking the whole time man my badass no you're good man I'm just, uh, here,
2: so. I'm just uh i'm just kind of sitting back taking this all in um i dig it man um i, I really got nothing you covered, you covered everything
1: but you, it's just uh you know it's it's not every day you meet somebody that makes their base and it's in the industry right yeah but only that you know one of the most impressive com- impressive conversations i had With Cody was that he goes, you know, I want to do everything morally Sure, he goes and his outlook on having team and his outlook on having pro staffers and ambassadors It's completely different Than what a lot of places do, you know, and his out his outlook on it But it really hit home because man, I just want to have a moral based company I want people to be able to buy a product from me. I want that product to be standard and and I want to do it right. I don't want to take people's money and send them crap, you know. Yeah, right, so the fact right. that he even plugs the eye holes in his in his jigs and takes the time to do that, I've fought that so many times, and I've been so frustrated. Just yeah. sometimes you don't have something to punch that crap out, you know. Yeah.
2: So we all struggle with that, man. You know, and I think, you know, me being a, a a small business myself, you know, I mean that's that's huge. You know, if you don't take pride in what you do and put out a good product you're not really going to get anywhere fast right yeah you know yeah. uh words, yeah. Yeah. words words gonna get out that you know uh you know i just got these jigs and eye holes are always painted closed and skirts falling off you know basically everything he talked about that he hated which drove him into making the the jigs himself yeah. i mean um I think it's great. And, yeah, I mean, like we touched on with the tungsten, you know, so many companies are designing things and then having them made overseas in China, and we all know how that turns out, you know. um, Being able to say you can get a jig that's made here with pride in the United States, I'm all about it, you know.
1: His packaging is real convenient, too. Like It's like these little Ziploc bags with this logo and stuff on them. and I mean, they're not, like, cheap plastic Ziplocs. I'm just – the style of it, you know, the seal at the top. I, I just even the packaging is cool. You can tell a lot of thought and and time went into just making the packages alone. You know? Sure. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's all. Um, how I put that? That's all the it until you make it, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of a lot of people, you know, when they try to start businesses, stuff like that. Not all of them, obviously. There's a lot of success stories, stuff like that, out there, right? Sure. Um, but a lot of people don't focus on the small details yeah uh, you know and if i go into a store right because i'm just now really starting to push the wholesale market as well you know trying to get in a lot of shops you know all around the u.s here um and if i go into a store well i'm not there to push them you know so somehow you know whether it's a relationship with the shop owner um but even with outside of that you know my packaging has to stand out sure or it's not get picked off the shelf right doesn't get picked off the shelf well that person never gets to try it and i think um and so far um especially with uh, you know in the business stuff like that you know with everybody that has given me reviews um they've all been extremely positive it's just the big battle is is getting more and more anglers to try them
0: yeah
3: um you know and um you know like i said that's the big push now you know is hey you know my mind is thinking right when i go through the design process um you know i'm able to keep the quality side of it um you know really how do we get this in more and more anglers hands you know Uh, and you know where you touched on the the moral side of it you know and you know kind of what i told you um you know is if the only way i can make money is not being able to sleep at night because i screwed over a bunch of people well i'm not interested um, you know, and now part of that might be, you know, like some of the health stuff, stuff like that, you know, I battled and stuff. It kind of gave me a different perspective. Um, and even making that jump to finally feeling extremely healthy again, mm-hmm. you know, made me realize like, wow, you know, Hey, look, yeah, money's important. You have to have it right. Sure. But it's not necessarily everything. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of other parts of this that, um, you know, are, are more important to me than just the financial success.
2: Yeah.
3: So yeah. Very cool in
2: there. I dig it. I dig it. Well, Cody, um, where can guys go to purchase your jigs, follow you on social media, all that good stuff?
3: Uh, yeah, so uh, the Facebook page, which all the you know the social media platforms they have links to the website. Okay. Um, but the, the Facebook page is Jigmasters uh, tackle. Okay. Um, the Instagram is just you know just jigmasters. Um, really haven't gotten into Twitter, um, okay. or that, um, and then the website itself is simply, it's www.jigmasters.com. Uh, pretty simple to remember there. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much where everybody can go at, uh, you know, go to, you know, try some of these out and stuff like that. And, um, I talked to Jason a little bit earlier before this, uh, you know, what I want to do for everybody that's listening, you know, to the paddle and fin podcast, and um, there's a, a discount code for 20% off your order. Um, it's just P-N-F-20. Oh, uh, snap. Nice. Uh, so, uh, you know, we uh, need to do a
1: paddle and fin collaboration, man. A paddle and fin jig.
2: Ooh.
3: That's something we can talk about. You know, we can definitely look into that.
2: Man, that would be tight. Have like, our own jig. I like the sounds of that. And uh, you know, I just want to say congratulations now on making twenty four thousand jigs because I'll be ordering twelve thousand after we get off this phone call. So
1: yeah, uh, I know I ran rave about him during the podcast. I'm just a true believer in, in the product, but I'm also just a true believer in you because you really impressed me with our conversations. You know, I, in this industry, it's easy to get pulled into. Other people's products and, and and we talked about this on a few podcasts, you kind of get pimped by these people. Right. Yep. So, yep. you know, in my conversation with you was I, I was feeling you out, too. You know what I mean? Just like oh, you yeah. were feeling me out. And I said, you know, this is a good dude. He's, he's honest, he's moral, you know, he, he's got his head straight on his, about his product. I've used his product. If you guys check out my Instagram page, at jricks underscore angler, you'll see me holding up a slaunch bass, you know, with, with one of his jigs hanging out of its mouth, you know, yeah. and it's, 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 I use it, and, and so I'm not just, I'm not looking for a discount, you know, I paid full price for my jigs, and, and I didn't get anything in return. I just used them and they worked for me and I I love them. So,
3: you know, for that, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, um, kind of what I tell people too, is like, if you're strictly getting in this business to get rich quick, you should probably get out. Um, Um, and you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of misconceptions too. Right. So, you know, where we kind of talked about on, you know, how I actually design and stuff like that yeah you know you see a lot of these you know whether it's startup shops or you know just small businesses whatever um they're just making maybe their colors are a little tweaked and stuff but they're you know they're using a you know a simple you know do it mold that you can go buy it in that craft buy those lure parts online um wherever which it's still good a lot of those people can still make a you know a nice jig that's a little bit more quality on my side as i knew a lot of the designs um you know they're not necessarily optimized um, you know, and that's where my nerd engineering side really comes in and why I make a lot of my, you know, where I pretty much, you know, design my own stuff. And then also the side too, is, you know, you always hear all oh, the market's saturated. You can't make it right. Well, y- right. you can't just a be good and be different. Yeah. Um, you can do that. You can stand out and that's going to make your marketing a lot easier, right? When somebody comes to you and says, well, it makes sure you, why do you think your jigs are better? Um, or what makes them better? However, they were their question. You know, I have a just a smorgasbord of stuff to throw at them. Sure. Uh, you know, versus like the oh well they're handmade. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's those that version handmade. Okay. Well, what's up between there? Oh, I do it better. Prove it. It, it gets tough, right? It, it gets really hard to market. Where a lot of my marketing kind of comes natural. Um, you know, and that's and that's a big thing too. Like you mentioned on you know you know whether it's the pro staff team stuff like that or whatever. Yeah, you know it's something that's extremely important to me is like there's a lot of people that get on pro stats now and not saying everybody's bad everybody's good it, it's great right um but there's a lot of people that get on it as a status thing yeah. um and it doesn't necessarily come from an honest place right like oh hey you got to use these swim baits Well will find out this guy doesn't even throw swim baits yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, on, you know, and I always tell people, I was like, if you don't want to, you know, if you don't actually enjoy throwing my jigs and stuff, Hey, first tell me, you know, and give me some feedback as to why. Um, and if it's, you know, Hey, I just don't like fishing jigs. Okay. That's fine. Right. Yeah, uh, sure. But if there are some product issues that you're just keeping to yourself and you want to hurt my feelings, no, please, you know, tell me that's the only way I can get better. Right. Absolutely. Um, right. And I'll give a great example of that real quick here but um, but also you know if you don't want to or if you don't want to or you don't use my jigs please don't try to market them right you know? <laughs> because right. it's just yeah. not coming, coming out of his place you know I'll be right you... back
1: hang on one second I want to show you guys that I'm just not talking smack about this because I can go downstairs and grab one of my rods right now and it will have his jig on it right <laughs> so it's it's like it's I use them man they're good they they're, yeah. they're real, good. real
3: good yeah yeah you going to go real quick? Yeah, I'm going to
1: go get it. You talk. I'm
3: going to go get it. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyways, um, like I said, I'll, I'll give you a good example of somebody reaching out to me with, a, you know, a product issue. Sure. Um, you know, so what it was is with one of the, and it led to a, a huge change here, which I'm actually pretty proud of. Um, a guy comes to me, and he, you know, he came level-headed. You know, it was great. He says, hey, look, I don't know if you've seen this before, not ever experienced it before, but I had a skirt come off. You know and that's one of you know my big no-no's right like i right. don't you know yeah right, right, get, right. right. Um, he said now i will admit i won't lie to you it was due to a bowfin you know aka a dogfish sure. um and sure. everybody knows those things are pretty gnarly creatures yeah. you know they're pretty aggressive when they hit um but still it's like okay well i can do a couple things one i can let my ego take over and just tell the guy to pound sand sure uh, but that's probably not a good idea, right? Right. Um, no, bad for business, can, you know, Or I can just not listen to, or not, you know, respond. I don't like doing that either, right? He he took the time to reach out to me and give some details. Sure. Um, but anyways, so I said, hey, look, um, give me a couple of days. Let me figure out how I can improve, and I'll I'll reach back out to you. Um, so anyway, so now I have a, a special. Basically, I do like a wire tie. Um, Just below, but basically, just between it ends up going just below the skirt band. Okay. um, Which I use a no rot or a a no rot version of it so it doesn't just crack on you. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then in between the skirt keeper flange, I actually come in with wire and uh, tie it off there. Um, So, and the reason I didn't go a strictly strict like hand tie is so if an angler still wants to be able to take it off, to right. change for some reason they can go in there and basically snip that wire tie pretty okay. easily remove it then pull the skirt off yeah, um, but if good. they don't want to the skirt's never coming off it's not going to slip it's not going to pull through none of that you know uh-huh. so uh, you know. so once again though if that guy never reached out to me you know how many more months would i have potentially had that issue um yeah you know so i really do appreciate all the feedback yeah. i can get
2: well, that, I think that says a lot, to, you know, about you and what you're talking about. You know, it's like you you didn't just blow them off and, eh, you know, it's just because some vicious fish, you know, right. jacked the jig. You know, you came up with a solution. So regardless of the fish hitting that jig, it's going to hold up. And I think that's cool, yep. man. That's That says a lot for sure. Well, yep. so,
3: yep. that's, that's, right. that's true. Uh, I oh, You guys see that? It looks like we got a little bandito bug action on there.
1: Yeah, that's what I was using. You see the flat? It's got the flat. Let me get the trailer out. But out. you can see. Oh, damn it! See your your hooks are so sharp, man. They're already stuck. Yeah, but I don't even got the have flat to back. hands anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these things are phenomenal. I mean, it's it's great. And then, as you said, it sits and it sits. That's probably what a 60 degree angle.
3: Um, it is basically it works out to be 57 uh, ish okay
1: Oh, okay yeah so and as i stated it's on a seven foot three medium heavy fast action rod my american tackle biohazard rod i love these so yeah Yeah. man i just not not talking smack i just i use your stuff it's on my rod right there so i know if i throw that in into the river i know i'm gonna smash something so deal. Heck yeah man Heck oh man, man. <laughs> oh hopefully we can have you on again in the future you release some new product man we'll get you on here and you can talk about it a little bit more and you know i know i'm excited i was excited to have you on we finally made it happen because it came, seemed like we had hurdle after hurdle after hurdle yeah. trying to get yeah. you on
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we had a couple issues but that's all right you know yeah. i'm happy to uh you know be a part of it and definitely uh you know look forward to uh, talking with you guys a lot more absolutely, absolutely. man yeah yeah Any... Anytime yeah, you got
2: it. new stuff coming up, feel free to reach out, man. Uh, we'd love to let our listeners know about it for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I
3: appreciate, appreciate that. Awesome. You guys
2: on our Facebook
1: page, drop a comment and let us know if we should do a Jig Master Paddle and fin collaboration and come out with our own jigs.
2: Boom. I think that would be super cool. Heck yeah. So with that being said, guys, uh, definitely go over to the social media. It's at Paddle, the letter N and Finn, on Instagram and Facebook. Also, check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Uh Question, comment, anything like that, uh, feel free to reach out to, on email as well. That's paddleandfin at gmail.com. Uh, shout out to Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, you guys know the drill Recycled plastics program mail your used plastics to the address in the show notes our man eric richard out at hammered lures melts those down makes new baits um shout out to coyote sunglasses fish mob lures cody southern lake company and uh michigan ohio kayak so uh definitely guys take advantage of that jig masters promo code pnf 20 get after it until next time guys tight lines and smooth paddling
3: <laughs> when in doubt get the jig out That's yeah right. <laughs> buddy
2: awesome